Welcome to the Shy Guy NBA Podcast. I'm your host, Leonard Carr, and thanks for tuning in again, guys. Today is August 19th, and we are going to get into some NBA playoff talk today. But first off, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the first episode on Monday. Uh, I know it was a little rough around the edges, but um, getting some stuff polished off, uh, getting it together. So uh, we're going to have a, a little smoother sailing from here on out, hopefully. Okay. So let's go ahead and get into NBA talk. So Monday, the playoffs started, and we had a full slate of games. We had four games Monday, and we have four games Tuesday. So let's go ahead and get into that. The first game of the day was the Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets. And I really think these two teams are are, are the same team. Um, I was saying that Monday. Um, they're pretty evenly matched. Um, the kind of mirrors of each other. So um, I don't think you can find a more even matchup in the playoffs than uh, Utah and Denver, that uh, four or five seating right there. So uh, what ended up happening, uh, you had Jamal Murray going off. You had um, Donovan Mitchell going off for 57. Donovan Mitchell went in. It just, it wasn't their night. And Denver ended up taking this one, uh, 135-125. Uh, what stood out a little bit, uh, Michael Porter Jr. didn't play as much. Um, he played 31 minutes, but I mean, it was it was it was kind of sparingly. He had 13 points, eight rebounds, one assist. Uh, Millsap was there, didn't do much. Uh, the Joker got his 29, but like I said, Jamal Murray, uh, him and Donovan Mitchell had a a duel right there. They went back and forth at it. Uh, Jamal Murray ended up with 36, nine assists and five rebounds. So that was a pretty, pretty solid even game. It went into overtime, which was exciting. And these, these teams are just going to beat each other up uh, through this first round. And I think that's how it's set for the whole West. These teams are just going to beat the hell out of each other to the, in the first round and then all the way through to the finals. So the team that comes out the West is going to be battle tested. And I think they should uh, win, the, win the championship easily. My uh, championship prediction is coming out of the West. Um, I never got into my predictions Monday, so we're going to get into some predictions today. Um, I'm going to go series by series and give you my predictions and then my overall prediction for the, for the finals and the champions. So let's go into that. So after that game, we had the, the 4-430 game. 4-430 game which was the Nets and the Raptors. And the Raptors handled that one pretty easy. Um, they really took care of business right there. Uh, not not a lot to really talk about there. Like I said, the Nets are pretty much, uh, this is their stockholders uh, playoff series. They're showing the stockholders what the potential is when Kyrie and uh, Durant come back. And uh, just getting the, the fan base kind of hyped for the future. So they just want to do kind of make a good showing here. But they're, they're facing a Raptors team that's a, that's a well-oiled machine, like team basketball. They're solid, okay? Um, they ended up playing again today, earlier today. And it was a little closer game. Um, the Raptors end up squeaking it out. Um, it, was a, it was more even uh, showing for the the Nets, I mean, uh, the, the highest score was 21. Levert had 16. You had um, the Raptors over here. Yeah, Van Fleet uh, went off a little bit. He had 24. Um, Lowry, 21. Siakam, 19. It, it's pretty, 
even game all the way down to the end. And then uh, the fourth quarter, the, the Raptors kind of ran away with it. They came back some and, and took advantage of the game. So kudos to the Raptors. They are up uh, 2-0 in the series so far. And back to Monday's game. The next game was a 6 o'clock game. And that 6 o'clock game was the Celtics 76ers. Now, the Celtics ended up winning that 109-101. to Embiid did his best, but... They just seem like they're undermatched here against Boston. Um, they don't have the bodies, the the talent to put out there. I mean, Tobias Harris is is trying, but he's not stepping up the way he should. Um, like I say, he's a he's a solid three, but like I, I mean, I need he needs to step up to that two role, and he's not doing what what he should be doing. And and the Seventy Sixers are undermanned. Um, you can see it in the game. They're, they're staying in the game. They're putting up a good fight, but they just don't have the firepower to handle uh, Tatum and um, Walker and, and Walker and the rest of the game. So that being said, they did play again today. And that game today was a little, a little more lopsided towards the Celtics. Again, you can see the game like the, the 76ers tried to hang in there, but they just don't have the firepower to deal with the sex Celtics. The Celtics seem like they're clicking a little bit. This is a good test for them in the first round to get them set for the second round. So um, the, Cel the Celtics do have a 2-0 lead in the series so far with that one. So then uh, what ended off the night was uh, the Clippers, uh, not the... Um, the night on uh, Monday was the Clippers Mavericks, and boy, that that one that was a, that was a pretty good game. Um, Luca went off. Uh, Luca looked looked unstoppable. Um, Paul George played a great game. Kawhi played a great game. I mean, Dallas looks like they're formidable for the future. I still don't think they're gonna um, they're. They're, I think they're a year away. I still don't think they're ready this year. This this will give them enough playoff experience to kind of come back next year and be, be dominant because Luka looks unstoppable. And him and Porzingis playing that um, two-man game that they're playing, um, that's something that, that looks like that's going to be hard for any team to kind of game plan for or match up against. You're talking about a seven-footer and then someone that's versatile is Luka Doncic. Um, I mean, like I said, Dallas has a bright future. I just don't think it'll be in this series right here. Um, they're going to put up a fight, uh, but I think the Clippers are going to come out ahead in this. And they are playing tonight so far. So um, if you're listening to this, the game might be over or, or in the process right now. So. so the Clippers ended up winning that one. And then we go to Tuesday's game. So we got uh, Tuesday's game. We had the Magic and the Bucks. And what was I saying all along Monday? which was that the teams that didn't take the eight games seriously, it was going to show in the first round of the playoffs because a lot of like analysts keep saying this dumb shit, which, which is fucking asinine to me, which is, um, you know, they don't have anything to play for. And so they, they just came into the bubble. They don't really have anything to play for to the playoffs. What the hell does that mean? What do you mean they don't have anything to play for? You took a whole off season off for the break. We had a pandemic. We stopped the season. We virtually had a, a off season. 
came back and you think you're just going to any team that thinks they're just going to pick up where they left off and just go straight into the playoffs and and get out, go on a run is ridiculous. You needed the eight games to get into shape, get into back into rhythm, um, get uh, cohesiveness with the team. Uh, and you, you don't even know if you have that coming back. It's been so long. A lot of these guys haven't played baseball during that time. Not baseball. So sorry about that baseball. Basketball. I'm sorry about that. So a lot of guys who played basketball during that time, they probably were playing baseball they, because they weren't playing basketball. They weren't able to play basketball during that time. And so you got to get back into shape. You got to get back in rhythm. Um, just the team chemistry, you got to try to get that back after three and a half months off. Are you serious? So, of course, they have something to play for. You got to build that cohesiveness. You got to build that camaraderie back that you had before the break, that momentum that you had. So so the notion that uh, teams don't have anything to play for was just ridiculous to me. And not saying that they, they didn't take that mentality going into it, but if they did, it's just going to hurt them because that's stupid. Like, why would you not try to use these eight games to get in the rhythm? And like I, like I told you on Monday, the teams that weren't taking those eight games serious is going to show in the first round of the playoffs because they, because you still had to get in the rhythm. You still had to get your swagger back. Like, I mean, you can't think, oh, well, we were the top six team here in the East. We were the top team in the West. And now we took a, we took a whole off season off. We took four months off. Come back. We're just going to pick up where we left off. We're going to be the best team. It take eight games. Then we're going to run through the playoffs into the championship. That's not how that works. You 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 still haven't got your, got your shots, your shot percentage down. Look at the Lakers. So we're looking at the the Bucks and the Magic. The Magic came in, washed their ass. Like the the Magic came in to play. They be like, no, nah, we ain't here to bullshit. We got our chemistry down. We're here to play. The Bucks still haven't figured that out. Before the break, they were the top defensive team in the league. Now they're looking like they couldn't stop uh, running water. Like, like they, they couldn't stop anything. Like, So they took an L on Monday, 122 to 110, which was interesting. And uh, it was just interesting to see how, 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 they could, how they would bounce back from that. We're not going to know that to maybe Thursday. To see how they bounce back from that. But Orlando just got some confidence and they're ready to ball. And people are saying, oh, well, you know, you got to take, well, I'm, I still believe Milwaukee. I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know if this is, this is the thing. Just like when you end a season, then you take the off season off. That team isn't the same team as the year before. You see, like, yeah, they were a defensive, uh, a strong defensive team, the number one offensive team or whatever, leading the league in assists team-wise. The year before, but you can't just say that's going to cross over to the next year. All, a lot of things change in the offseason. So now you got this team that comes back and we don't know if this is the same Milwaukee team. We don't know if these are the same teams before the break. I mean, a lot of bodies are different. A lot of people aren't in shape. People are coming back. People haven't played basketball in so long. People can't. The team has to get the chemistry back. We got new players who were injured before the break. Now they're, they're, they're back during during a bubble and you know you got to work in that work that chemistry in like Oladipo or somebody you see coming back and it's like okay the, how do we fit him in like is the team chemistry going to be the same as before the bubble as it will be during the bubble so I mean it's just interesting to see and like I said the uh, Bucks kind of proved that that um, they need to get on their shit basically that's that's they playing it because if Giannis go out in the first round Bruh, it's it's bruh. It's 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 not looking <laughs> that that that's gonna be horrible. Okay.
Um, now we're looking over here at the uh, next game uh, on Tuesday. We had the Heat and the Pacers, and that was a they battled for a minute, but the Heat came out on top, one thirteen, one hundred one. Um, that was a kind of interesting game. Jimmy Butler played. He dropped twenty. He came back, dropped twenty eight, like he was never, like he was never hurt. Um, Bam Adebayo got in. Goran Dragic was there. It's like they, I mean, they Dragic was back. Butler was back. They looked. Like I said, they looked formidable. So, I mean, if they can continue to play like this and build that chemistry, they're going to be a tough out in the East. Um, TJ Warren came in. He did his his thing. He had to 22. Malcolm Brogdon, 22. But uh, Victor Oladipo kind of didn't show up. He had nine minutes. And I don't know what they're doing with him. Are they kind of like um, kind of resting him, not trying to use him because they want to keep him healthy for next year? Or... um. Because I heard they were trying to, like, uh, show his value because he was going to be on a, on a trade market for a minute. So they wanted they, – you would think they were trying to showcase his value right now. But, I mean, he played nine minutes. I don't – I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but they took that ill. And the next game came up. We talked at Thunder and the Rockets. And uh, people, people talking like uh, the Rockets were done without Russ. They pretty much handled the Thunder. And this is my whole thing with that. These same people who said, or the same people who said, oh, when Russ came there, oh, it's not going to work. Oh, it's not going to work, you know. And now they don't have Russ. They're saying, oh, well, they can't win without Russ. First you say that you couldn't win with him. Now you can win without him. And that's my thing with these analysts. I'm like, they, they say a lot of things for like uh, shock value for the moment. Um, a lot of uh, clickbait, but verbal clickbait, which, which is a lot of BS. They, everybody was on there, oh, I don't know how this is going to work with Russ, and then now Russ is there, and now now when he's not there, oh, okay, uh, now he gets injured. Oh, we don't know how it's going to work without Russ. You see, these same people, like, y'all need to keep that same energy as y'all had before, and, and kind of, these guys be on a lot of NBA players' apologies, Joe. Like, they, they need to cool out with a lot of that bullshit. Like, straight up, like, cool the fuck out. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, like I said, uh, James Harden came in. He did his thing. And this is my thing, too, with, with the Rockets. Like, James Harden is a goddamn MVP. Like, you, you, like, he can carry the team. He's carried it before. Yeah, the pieces might be different, but James Harden can carry a team. He showed he can carry a team into, like, the, the one or the two seed by himself. Yeah, he had uh, different pieces around him, but he's never had no, no number two like Russ. You say It wasn't a solid number two like Russ. He, he always did it by himself. And, you know, apart from the OKC stuff, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, he, he had a few years there where he was carrying the Rockets by himself, and now Russ is there for some reason. When Russ is not there, um, he, he can't carry the team. Russ gets there, gets injured. Okay, what are we going to do? He's going to do the same thing he did before Russ got there. He's going to beat James Harden, balling. And that's what he did. And that's they came out on top. It took the Thunder out 123-108. And then we had the game of the night, bruh. This thing was ridiculous. Now, we had the Blazers and the Lakers. And like I said before, I said the team's just not taking those eight games serious. So a lot of analysts were saying this one thing. Oh, well, the Lakers locked up the one seed. They don't have anything really to play for. Fucking chemistry. That's what you have to play for. Chemistry and staying in a rhythm. Because you only got eight games to get back into shape before the playoffs start. You've been off for three and a half months. So, yeah, you have something to play for. Chemistry, camaraderie, um, cohesiveness as a team that's what you have to play for well i mean it's not about you got the one team but you still gotta 
you gotta you gotta know learn to trust these guys is, is this the same uh caruso before the uh the break as after is it the same caldwell pope before the break or after you don't know it, it, you're not gonna find that out in eight games that's the thing you take the eight games to find out as much as you can so you can't be halfway playing halfway playing people um halfway efforts you say resting people how the fuck you come back from Four months off, and then they sit in there and they get him in the bubble. They clinch things. Like, oh, he's rest. They're resting them tonight. Resting. What? That's literally like the, the NBA season starting in October and November, and the first two three games, you rest your star player. Why would you do that? They just the season just began pretty much. This is like a brand new season starting. They just uh, finishing off with the records they had from uh, pre pandemic uh, break. So. This is the thing. LeBron could turn it on and off. I don't trust these other dudes to turn it on and off. LeBron could go say, oh, it's playoff time. I could turn it on. Boom. Now it's go time. I don't trust these other dudes. You know what I'm saying? I don't, they've never, I, they haven't proven anything to me. My thing with Anthony Davis, he's never done it in the playoffs. When has he ever? You see, this is really his first serious, serious playoffs where he is a serious contender. Any other time, he's just happy to be in the playoffs. They won that one series against Portland that one year, but then the next series, they just dropped it. Like, he, I mean, he hasn't done anything in the playoffs, so I don't know if he could turn it on, turn it off, or if he's going to be consistent enough in the fourth quarter to be able to, to help out LeBron. And then the other guys, like, they shoot horrible. You see? So they can't turn it on and off. So them taking breaks during the eight games or, or not playing with passion because they know they got the seed locked up is ridiculous. It's only hurting the team. So... When when they said that, I was just like, okay, we'll see how it goes in the first round. And like I said, the Blazers have been playing for their playoff life since the bubble started. They were eight and two coming into this game, okay, before the bubble, like that they their last uh their last few games and the two before. So they had to to fight. All the way through in the bubble. Every game was a playoff game to them. So they're in playoff mode. You see? So they're coming in like, we're just going to keep the intensity going. Keep going. Now you're looking at the Lakers. They have to get in playoff shape. They have to get in playoff mode. Like LeBron, like I said, turned, got into playoff mode. But the rest of them can't. So how long? How many games are it going to take them to get into playoff mode? How many games are it going to take uh, Kuzma and Caruso and Caldwell Pope and Danny Green to get into playoff mode? Is it enough to, to beat the Blazers? So now you're literally saying the Blazers came in, they shocked them. And you have to beat the Blazers four out of the next six games. Which is going to be really tough in, while they're in their zone. You have to be there. You, it, it's going to take a real savvy coaching uh, move as far as lineup-wise to kind of combat what the Blazers are doing. And that's the only way I can see them doing it is a real, like, uh a real savvy coach move, a real um, chess move as far as coach wise. Like you, you start uh, Caruso and uh, Deion Waiters or something, and then every time Lillard gets the ball, you trap, and you got to you got to change the whole game plan around. And then you have to hope that the the Blazers don't adjust. So you make this savvy coach move, and then you got to hope the Blazers don't adjust. And what if they do adjust? You say, so you have to beat them four out of the next six, okay? They just won the first one. 
So you have to win four out of the next six, which I think is going to be hard. That's going to be tough, but we, we're, we're going to see. Now, this game was was pretty cool. Like, uh, C.J. McCollum disappeared in the first half, and uh, LeBron was doing his thing the whole game. It's just the rest of the team was just like, hey, Anthony Davis did it. <laughs> but, I mean, they didn't, he didn't do what, what needed to be done in the fourth quarter. He had 28 and 11, but, I mean, when it came down to the fourth quarter, like, eh, where was he at? Um Kuzma had 14 off the bench. It's it's just like, okay, yeah, no, no, bruh. Um, no. Bruh. This, so then you get, you get the second half coming in, and Lillard disappears for the third quarter. And CJ finally wakes up in the, in the third, and he starts going out. It's like, okay, CJ here, CJ here. And that kind of changed it. And then... Fourth quarter, kind of, Dame was hit, hit, hit a miss, and then all of a sudden, and when the lights was on, and it got down to the last five minutes, here come Dame, like <laughs> dollar, dude was money, like it was, it was ridiculous, like so, he made some big shots that uh, kept the kept them with the lead, and um, the. Uh, Whiteside made a, a really good block on LeBron uh, on one play when he came to the basket. And I thought that was the key to the game because LeBron had been coming to the basket at will. And the thing was, Whiteside wasn't in. And Whiteside hadn't been getting a lot of playing time before this. It was kind of sparingly during the uh, the eight games in the bubble. But for now, now they had a lineup where it was like uh, Whiteside and uh, Nurkic. And that thing was solid that defensively would defensively it was solid like so that looked really good and then you got cj out there too and then oh mellow mellow had a big shot down the leg and i think he he loves the that that the light the limelight he loves the big lights because i'm like you can't do the ball he's it's like first thing on his man is shoot you're not thinking fast <laughs> you see mellow grabbing like and this, this version of mellow is just like it's like 3d mellow like it's like uh three and d he's like defense and three pointers like He's like, like, give me the ball. He calling for the ball and he's shooting. He's not even hesitating. So uh, kudos to Melo. Uh, that's another uh, brother that they need to apologize to. They said his career was over. He couldn't do this. He couldn't adjust his game. He couldn't do that. They was just so disrespectful, bro. Like disrespectful to the man. And, like, and now he's showing them. Now they all eating their words. And it's like, who the hell gives you the, the credibility, the wherewithal to question these, these players who have who come from shit, play basketball to get where they at, work their ass off to get where they at, and you want to sit here, you couldn't even uh, put a hole in a, a Dixie cup with a with a machete, and you're going to critique them about putting a basketball in a hole. You know, it's like, like who are you? Just because you saw people, like, like, calm down, bro. Like, calm down. Bruh. I mean, like, really, y'all, like. Stop it. Get some help. Y'all need to chill out with that, man. That's it's just disrespectful. You don't know the work these guys put in, what they capable of. You just want to have something to talk about on TV to get ratings and shut the fuck up, okay? Um, back to um that like Mello, another brother they need to apologize to, and they gonna keep apologizing to Dollar. So these motherfuckers know, like, stop with that shit. Like Damian Little been balling since he been in the league. He 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 balls. You say? He balls. Like, I mean, 
gosh, like uh, people have off games, people have off uh, series and different series and different things. You you can't say you can't just uh, trash somebody whole career because you need something to talk about in the morning. You know, it's like y'all need something to talk about. So y'all just degrade, just downplay, y'all downplay Melo whole career off that shit. He'll never win. He'll never be a champion. He can never adjust. He can never do this. Y'all downgrade Damian Lillard. Oh, he disappeared here. He wasn't able to do this. He's not a star or whatever. Like, what the hell? Somebody said some bullshit this morning on one of the shows of what it was like. Like, he's an all-star, but he's not a star. What the fuck is that? Bruh. What does that mean? Like, he's an all-star, but he's not a star. If you're an all-star, you're a star, okay? You're a star in the league because, first off, if you're an all-star, that means enough fans voted for you to make the all-star team, so you're, you're known. You're a star, okay? You're known by enough people to get voted into the all-star game or voted in by the coaches. They respect you enough. So you're some kind of star in the league. You know what I'm saying? You might not be a superstar, and I think superstar really goes down to popularity. It's a mix of things. Popularity. Um, I guess it's, uh, I want to say it's more popularity than anything. It's superstar because popularity and then you want to add in the skill wise, skill wise, you know, uh, notoriety, uh, big play moments. Um, it's, it's like, but I mean, that's subjective because like um, you were looking at Yao Ming. Yao Ming was a superstar in China, but he wasn't as big in China. I mean, as big in America as he was in China. So. Who's to say he's not a superstar? So, okay, Yao Ming is not a superstar. Oh, he's a superstar over there. They got uh, 10 times as many people in America. So who's right? Who's wrong? You see what I'm saying? It's a, it's a matter of opinion. So for you to say somebody's a superstar and, or not, you know, even if, I'm going to even go this far and say, say this shit, bro. Like, if you're a superstar to one person, you make a difference in one person's life and motivate that one person then you're a superstar, you see? Because there's a lot of kids, like, in, um, that have, like, like uh, in hospitals and different things that these guys go visiting, and that makes their world, that makes their life, that, that this person came. Now, this person might not be a superstar to you, an analyst on TV, but to these kids in this hospital, this person is a superstar. To this one person over there, to this kid who's in an abusive uh, home and feels like giving up, watching this person play is their favorite player. That's the superstar to them, gives them that motivation. That's the superstar to me, you see? So it's, it's all subjective. So you, but for you to, like, who, who says these people uh, have the right to uh, say who is and who isn't a superstar? Who gave you a vote? And who gives a fuck what you say anyway? Like, why do you matter? You see? Like, it's people that pay thousands of dollars of tickets to see this person play. Guess what? How many, who paying to see you? You say? So I think that that's, if you box office, people pay to see you. People pay to see Melo. People pay to see Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is the draw in Portland. You say? So, superstar, like, he, he bringing in millions of dollars a night. So how, how could you not, how is that not a superstar? You say? If a, if a singer or a rapper or whatever goes out and sells out a show, you say, Selling out shows everywhere. You'll say they're a superstar. You see? Just because you don't listen to rap, you don't know the song. But this person sells out stadiums. This person sells out tours and different things. He's a superstar. You see? He, so many record sales, he's a superstar. The same thing with these NBA players. They go in places. People, there's, people are, these, 
These players are selling out arenas and different things, selling out stadiums and different things because people want to come see them play basketball. Has that not a superstar? You say somebody like Damian Lillard. That that now, if you said somebody like Malcolm Brogdon or uh, Tobias Harris, Jer- uh, Levert, Karis Levert, something like that, then I say, okay, well, is he a superstar? Is he a star? Uh, he's on the rise or whatever. But somebody like Damian Lillard, stop fucking playing. Stop. S- stop it. Somebody, okay. You know, like like a Malcolm Brogdon. It is, I mean, I could kind of, but like I say, if you're an all-star, you're a star, period. Now, as far as superstar, I don't know. But star-wise, if you make the all-star team, you're popular enough uh, for people to have go to the stadium and actually put your name on the ballot and vote you in. And you had to respect around the league for the coaches and different things to want you on their team. Then you some kind of star. That's a star. Okay. So get off that other bullshit that y'all are talking about. And I ain't buying it or whatever. So we had that game go down that uh, last night. That shit was crazy. So um, go ahead and uh, call in and let me know what you think about the series, the playoffs so far. Um, who do you think is going to win? Who's your pick? Um, who's a sleeper? And I'm gonna go ahead into my picks right now. Now I'm going to um, where we at with uh, like the NBA as far as the playoffs. So let's see. So let's do Milwaukee, Orlando. Let's start off there. So to be honest with everything, Milwaukee, Orlando, um. I'm going to go Milwaukee now, but I figure they're going to pull something together, figure the shit out eventually. They're just more talented than the Magic. So I want to pick Milwaukee in that one. Now, then we'll talk about Heat and what we, what, where we at? The Heat and the Pacers. I'm going to take the Heat in that one. They've got the Heat are solid. They were playing real good before the break, and they just got Drogic and... Uh, Butler back. It's just going to take a little time for that to build that, but they're going to build that chemistry back up over the series and get in the rhythm. And I think the Heat are going to be a very tough out. If the Heat have to pay, play Milwaukee second round, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm a, you heard it here first. I'm saying the Heat will take out the Bucks. Simple. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm putting it down as. I'm saying the Heat will take out the Bucks. Um, and you're over here talking about uh, Celtics 76ers. I'm going to take the Celtics in that one. Just because 76 are undermanned um, without Ben Simmons. It's not the same dynamic. It's, you go, they're a little easier to stop because they're one-dimensional. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a harder uh, uh, defensive, you know, planning when you have to deal with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like, uh, coming up with a defensive game scheme for both of those is a problem. And just a defensive scheme for Ben Simmons would, it, it's ridiculous. Um, so I'm gonna go uh Celtics there, Raptors Nets. Of course, I'm gonna take the Raptors. Um, now we're talking our second round. We're talking about uh Raptors Celtics. Very good matchup. That's gonna be good. Oh gosh, that it's, it's gonna be nice. I'm gonna go Raptors though, just because cohesively they are playing great ball and they and they they got the camaraderie and they they just been together for so long. It's just like. They just solid. They're just a more of a solid team. And I think at, at times we don't know who the Celtics are. They kinda play down to their competition. They don't they, they haven't hit their stride yet team wise. 
which I think is gonna take a uh, maybe next year, year after next. Um, Tatum had not get that like uh kill kill mode yet. Um, once he get that kill kill in him, that that Voorhees in him, then then it's gonna be a problem. Um, but right now I think the Raptors take that uh, Heat and uh, uh, Bucks. Like I said, I I'm taking the Heat in that one. Um, take the Heat in that one. So now we talk about Heat Raptors. Wow, nice. Um, who, and I'm gonna go ahead and pull the Raptors out the East just cause I'm gonna go ahead and take the Raptors out the East and, uh, you heard it here first and I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna take the Raptors coming out the East. Okay. Now let's go over to the West. We're talking about Lakers Blazers. Oh gosh. Like I said, it's, it'll be hard for the Lakers to get four out of it. And I think they could, it's just the adjustments they make now. It's going to take a big coaching adjustment on the Lakers side to kind of, fuck up uh the blazers rhythm um gosh i don't want to pick against the lakers it's tough because that's lebron in the first round i'm gonna go i'm gonna go lakers it's seven and seven though but i'm gonna go lakers just because i can't bet against lebron in the first round only because lebron is legendary he's a legendary player he's the greatest player of his generation and if anybody can, if I'm going to give anybody benefit of the doubt to make some shit happen that, that I don't think would, it's going to be some, a player like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Lakers in the first round. Okay. Uh, Denver, Utah. Oh, gosh, that's another. Five. I'm going to take Denver in that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm going to take Denver in that one. I'm going to go Denver. I don't have any reasoning behind Just I just feel like Denver is, of the two, like they twins, I think that's the more... Um, Dependable twin in the two. Um, so I'm take Denver in that one. Then we're talking uh, Rockets Thunder. I'm gonna take the Rockets in that one. James Harden ain't going out like that. Then you're gonna have Russ back in the second round. You good to go. Um, now we're talking uh, Clippers Mavericks. The Mavs gonna be a, a tough out, but because gosh, Luca beasting and they getting that offense together. Like I said, to this year is not the year, but next year look out. They one seed, two seed, top three seed in the West, they, they're going to be a problem. Uh, they just need to get the experience that they for this year. And they're getting it now against the Clippers. They're going to learn a lot. And then, like, Luka going to be, oh, God, I don't even, MVP next year, MVP candidate easily next year. Um, I'm going to take the Clippers in that one. So now you got the, uh, the one and the four and the five. Uh, the three and the six is uh, Nuggets. So we're talking about Clippers, Nuggets, second round. Gosh, that's going to be good, too. I'm going to go Clippers on that one. Um, and then the Lakers and the Rockets. Just because it's, it's, it's going to be a fight, a battle. Um, Russ should be back. Gosh. And Lakers just aren't playing good, and I don't want to keep going with them like that. I'm a I'm gonna go chalk with this one. <laughs> with my heart, want to say go ahead. The Rockets gonna knock them out, but I'm gonna go ahead with chalk with this. Say Lakers take out the Rockets. If we're talking about Lakers Clippers, then in that one, I'm gonna take the Clippers. Um, it's just they got more firepower. They'll be tested more. Um, better bench, better shooting. Um, they're just playing better. So then we're looking at. I think LeBron will 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 the team to the Western Conference Finals, hopefully. Urgh. But um, 
Then we talking about Clippers Raptors. I want to say the Clippers win the championship, and that's my pick. The Los Angeles Clippers, your NBA champions. I could be wrong. Hold me to that. You guys call on in. Uh, leave a comment. Let me know uh, what your predictions are. Who you think is going to win the championship? Who's going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? Who's going to make the Western Conference Finals? Like I said, my four were the, uh, the Heat, Raptors, Clippers, Lakers. And I think the Heat are going to make a heavy run because them boys look like they're ready. And so uh, I think they'd knock out Milwaukee if Milwaukee don't get knocked out by Orlando. But Milwaukee playing. So that's my prediction there. And so we're going to have a, a, a special uh, show tomorrow for the NBA draft lottery. So we're going to go down the draft lottery, see what uh, the picks for the teams. Just talk about, we're going to do some NBA draft talk. And uh, that'll be maybe a, a half hour episode or whatever. Then we get back to our regular Friday episode where we're going to talk about more of what happened uh, tonight and Thursday. And so, as always, love and light to y'all. And I'm going to catch you next, uh, next time on the Shy Guy NBA Podcast. <laughs>